Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out our fan-sided partnership. That is coming soon. We'll have a lot more details about that. Five Reasons YouTube channel. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. We just had streams tonight. So if you didn't subscribe, you missed it. FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. That is our website without the newspaper paywall. We also want to tell you about one of our great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We often talk in the terms of getting an estate plan with this guy, Mark Brown, M-A-R-C Brown. And you can find him at markbrownpa.com or in North Lauderdale. But today I want to talk about what he can help you do with real estate. We know now, obviously, the, the market has gotten very, very complicated. Interest rates are sky high while prices are still sky high. The one thing you don't want to have to worry about if you're on either side of the transaction is your closing. Mark can handle that for you. He'll do it for you at a great rate. He'll actually give you a five reasons discount. He's got a title company right there in-house. Uh, great office there again in North Lauderdale, just north of Cypress Creek off of Andrews. So check it out at markbrownpa.com or here's the phone number 954-566-5678. 954-566-5678. Huge Miami Heat fan, great guy, and he will work with you on getting your closing done successfully. I can tell you because he did it for me twice. And now, today's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got a Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Make sure you check out the episode they did last night. I missed that one, unfortunately, for all of you. I am back tonight. We're going to update you on the latest in free agency and there is some news that's come out here in various places we actually come to you just as uh chris haynes of yahoo uh, and of course tnt reported that jalen brunson is giving the heat uh an interview essentially on the on the on first day of free agency so coming up this thursday uh sometime after six o'clock of course we know some of these things tend to go on before that but we're not supposed to say that but he is he is giving uh, them, them a meeting. Uh, in addition, obviously, uh, the Knicks being one of the other teams that, that are interested. And we are going to talk more about that. I just want to say one thing uh, to put this into context. We talked before free agency started, the episode we did Sunday, about like who, like who would be the guy who came out of nowhere that, like, because there always is one for the Heat. There's a guy, oh, what? They're interviewing that guy. I remember, uh, or, or they're, they're meeting with that guy. I remember a few years ago. They had no cap space, and LaMarcus Aldridge all of a sudden had a meeting with them, and that was actually to set up really more of the future. It was more so take the one-year deal and then cycle back to us. Of course, 
He never ended up coming to Miami, not even most recently uh, when they thought he was coming uh, in, in an older stage of his career. But we did think there would be a dark horse. There typically is. And so far, it's Brunson. So we'll get into the ramifications of that. But the other thing I do want to say, just again, to frame this discussion, is that Heat fans are obviously in a panic about what, you know, everything they're hearing or not hearing. And this could be the total boom or bust offseason because they all seem to be right where you could go from, you know, totally transforming your roster in a positive way and making a championship contender while dealing with the vagaries of the salary cap, the luxury tax and all of that stuff, trying not to be hard cap. The fact that the owners, uh, you know, primary, primary, we've talked about this many times. And then this happened. It was even worse today. Carnival stock was down 18% today. It's down below where the Saudis bought it or bought shares of it, uh, significant shares back in 2020. So that to me, that is a backdrop for all of this, even if a lot of people are not talking about that. But the one thing I, I want to say is this there are always things that play out that you didn't anticipate. And I, I go back to, to 2000, the year 2000. Okay. The Miami heat at that point had what they felt was a contender, but they could not get over the hump. Okay. They knew it when they walked off the floor and lost to the Knicks again for the third time in four years, people who were still in the organization still talk about that. They knew it was a moment that that particular group, okay. Led by Alonzo morning, Tim Hardaway, who they were going to keep, but Jamal Mashburn, PJ Brown, and the others who had given the good fight, but they could not again get over the hump against that team. And they knew that team had to be changed. And so that offseason, they had cap space. It wasn't quite like 2010, but it was pretty significant. They went after Grand Hill. They didn't get him. Pat flew up to Orlando. They went after Tracy McGrady. It was actually a good thing they didn't get Grand Hill because Grant was damaged from the playoff series against the Heat that past offseason uh, with his ankle. And so when they didn't get either of them, they pivoted to Eddie Jones and then they got, and this was a flyer, Brian Grant. I, I had Brian Grant on the podcast and he talked about the fact that Miami was not really on his radar um, at first, he th but he was sold so much by Pat that he actually thought about taking, uh, I don't know, an exception at that point. And Pat ended up working out this deal where essentially a whole bunch of pieces went a whole bunch of different directions. And, and he got Brian, what was essentially a max contract to go with Eddie now, it didn't end up working out in a championship because Zoe got sick. And so that roster had to pivot. But I, I'm putting this into context to say that where you think an offseason will go does not always go that way. There's always a plan behind the plan behind the plan. Talk about 2004. Pat went after Elton Brand. Thought that they probably wouldn't match. But if they did match, knew they would not match because this was also the Clippers and Donald Sterling, cheap Donald Sterling. They would not also match. They never matched anybody. Okay. They did match Elton Brand, but they didn't match Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom comes in, player that, they, that he'd had coveted, didn't necessarily anticipate that they would get. They almost traded P.J. Brown for him a couple of times, uh, and, and they end up getting Lamar. And then, we, of course, know after a very solid season, Lamar was the core piece that was traded for Shaq. So what I'm saying is you never know how these things are going to go. Even Shaq, that started as a conversation between Pat Riley and Jerry Buss about going back to the Lakers. And then all of a sudden Shaq was available. So I say all of that to say, stop panicking. Let this thing play out on Thursday and see where it goes. Cause there is a plan behind the plan behind the plan. I have talked too much because I didn't talk yesterday, Greg, let's get to some of these players that are in the mix here. We've had some John Collins conversations. We see DeJounte Murray is traded to Atlanta. That's a significant move in the division. Uh, giving the Hawks a very good backcourt with Trey Young, but they gave up a lot, three first-round picks, and, and Danilo Gallinari, who now also may we'll see if he moves again. I think that's a possibility. I don't think he's going to stay with the Spurs. So, but you tell me some of the moves today and what what or some of the rumors today and what caught your eye. 
It's good that you're talking us off the ledge because I feel like collectively Heat Nation is feeling like what is going on right now. And part of it is, um, I guess this is the blessing and the curse of an organization that keeps things very uh, close to the vest and you don't hear much leaking. And so we don't know what Miami's up to, right? And so I think that that sometimes that uncertainty can cause a little bit of panic. So I appreciate that you start the show by trying to level set everybody and get us in, um, in as zen a position as possible. I think the thing that jumped out today, um, and we, we can talk about the transactions that happened with DeJounte Murray, but I don't really think, I mean, I, I guess I'll just, I'll quickly sneak in here and say that there were indications Miami sniffed around that deal to see if they could make it a three-team uh, situation where they took John Collins and incentivized San Antonio to maybe take Duncan Robinson. Obviously it looks like Gallinari is going to give them flexibility sooner. That continues to be the, the ongoing battle with the Duncan Robinson stuff. It, it looks like. Um, so John Collins is a player that Miami likes and that they were trying to sneak into, but I, I don't foresee that necessarily materializing, although I do expect Atlanta to be active, um, but I wouldn't rule it out. The Jalen Brunson talk is huge. So Chris Haynes um, of uh, he's a Yahoo still, but they said he's a free agent too. Gosh, it's free agency for everybody um, said that Miami will get a meeting with Jalen Brunson, who's very much been thought of as a player that's going to the New York Knicks. Like that's been a foregone conclusion for the last week or so. Um, a lot of the Dallas media are kind of feeling like he's gone a real important point that I think heat fans need to understand as it relates to Jalen Brunson, because of the size in the, the, the size raise he's about to get, he is subject to base year compensation. So that means when he is traded out, he only counts for half of outgoing versus incoming salary. So if he makes a th if his year one is 30 million, he can't be traded for Kyle Lowry who makes 30 million. It wouldn't work like that. He would need to, need to be traded for a player who makes half that amount of money. It just happens to be Duncan Robinson, perhaps. Um, that's kind of in that range. I mean, yeah. but that's a lot of money to pay Jalen Brunson. Wow. It, it is. And, and, and let's get to the Brunson discussion from a basketball perspective, because what I can report is I just did a little sniffing around myself. Uh, I believe the interest here is real. I, I don't think this is simply a leverage play on both parts. I mean, you could say it could be for Brunson to try to get more money from the Knicks, which I, I still believe is the most likely scenario for him. There, there's family history there. They haven't needed the position badly. I, I hate to say it because I like the player, but he does feel like kind of the player that gets overpaid after a career year. And, and I wonder how much the Heat have taken that into consideration, but at the same time, he feels like a Heat player. I mean, we, we compared Gabe Vincent to him in a positive way, right? Like we, you know, we taught, he has a sort of a Kyle Lowry mentality in terms of the way he plays, um, but he may be a better scorer at this stage. So I, so great. So Alex, I'll go to you on this. I mean, just as, as a player, um, I, I mean, you're not bringing him in to back up Kyle Lowry and pay him 25 plus million dollars. Right. So Essentially, we would have to assume Kyle would be going somewhere else, perhaps in some other trade. But how would you feel about I know the, the parts are variable, but how would you feel about Jalen Brunson essentially assuming that position for Miami Heat? Yeah, this is a very weird one, completely unexpected. Um, I got to say, Jalen Brunson is a type of point guard that I feel like the Heat would be in on drafting, right? Like the, the you know, a guy who is. 
uh, very successful in college as a point guard, kind of came in as this guy who uh, was taken not as high as maybe he should have based on what he did in college, but ended up being a, a nice player for the Mavericks, was their second best player all season. You know, they had a good defense, so the other guys were important as well, but Brunson had a real breakout season. Um, I actually liked him a lot when I watched him in summer league two seasons in a row, the two years I went in Vegas, that's a random note. But uh, other than that, it's very weird because like you said, I mean, like Leif said, um, it doesn't seem like they will be able to trade Lowry for him uh, unless, like you said, sending him to a third team, which also seems kind of unlikely, especially with what Barry Jackson reported today that the Heat have kind of assured Lowry that they're not, I mean, they, they assured him they weren't going to trade him for Kyrie. So I don't know that they're going to uh, trade him for Brunson. You know, maybe they're not the same situation because one guy will be signed for the long term and is young and doesn't have the same, uh, let's just say, baggage that Kyrie has. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But Brunson, Brunson is an interesting player. Like, he can score a little bit. He can pass. He's a smart player. Um, not exactly a defender. That's the thing, right? I don't think he's a good defender at all. Pretty small. But a good player nonetheless. I, I, if they're not trading Kyle Lowry, if they're taking him in for, let's say, some sort of, like, package that involves Duncan, picks, something else, it's weird. Because then you can also pay Tyler that big extension that they're reportedly going to pay him whenever that is, right? So... This whole right. thing sounded hard like a leverage play. If they exactly. were to acquire a sign and trade player, then they're hard capped. So like there's part of this where there would be, it, it's, it feels very contingent upon multiple transactions taking place, which would be a complete reshuffling of the deck, which I guess we can't rule out. Right. But I think it, it does feel a little bit scattered in terms of like how the pieces fit to make all that work. And it just would be multiple transactions. Um, but they've done that before. I mean, I, I don't true. think that that's out of the realm of possibility. I mean, they, you know, they, they, I mean, we, again, we go back to 2005's uh, off season and, and others. And then the way that Andy saved the, the Jimmy Butler deal uh, by, you know, by after it fell apart with Dallas and then, and then trading Whiteside and the Harkless piece of it and the first round pick. So they've done this kind of, I mean, they can work tra complicated transactions and they will have a little bit of time, but not a lot uh, to, to actually get that done. I, I, I don't think they're afraid of the big transaction. I, I think that the Heat fans fear here is basically that you're, you're working on all these multiple pieces and things fall apart. And then you end up with a roster that is basically the same as last year, but without Victor Oladipo and PJ Tucker. It, it feels like that is kind of worst case scenario. And, and I, but I said over and over, I, I don't think that this is like, I, I think this is, I think Pat's back at the roulette table, roulette table a little bit this off season. I feel like, he is willing to kind of make them. I don't think they're going to play it safe. I, and I think if they end up with sort of the same roster, I don't think it's because they didn't try. I just think it's because they couldn't get certain things done. And you know, we do it against the backdrop of the hard cap against, you know, the backdrop of the owner's, you know, financial situation, which is plenty healthy compared to mine, obviously, and everybody else's, but it's obviously not what it was. And, and so I just, I wonder, um, you know, if we may get to a point where we may hear they did a million things, and I know that'll bounce back on people like us because they'll be, ah, oh, you said the Heat were going to do this, and they're going to get that guy. I mean, it doesn't mean they're not trying. It just it just means that ultimately you don't end up getting that done. All right, we're going to go 
on the other side of the break to get to some of these other players. The Brunson thing is fascinating to me. I, I do think he has their mentality. Um, and, and obviously I, I do think at this stage, uh, you know, he doesn't bring more of a basketball IQ than Kyle Lowry, but I think there are some other areas that in terms of offensively that he, he might make them better. Um, and stealing so, him from the Knicks would just be so well, much fun. I, I get it, but part Sorry, of me, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. That, no, but Greg, part of me thinks the Knicks interest is actually a reason to stay away. I, I don't know because the Knicks, no, they always overpay the guy. Well, they always overpay. I mean, they just did it with their own guy and Julius Randall. They always overpay the guy who has the breakout year. Who's never done anything like that before. And, and the other part about this is, I, I mean, Dallas has been looking for a playmaker at that position for a long time. And I mean, they seem open to just letting him go, which also, I mean, I'm not saying they've always been the best run organization, but, I mean, they're not the worst either. So it, it's, it's as much as Heat fans might want to say they are. So I just think it's interesting uh, that that name came up today. I don't think it's the last name out of nowhere that we're going to hear, but it is the first kind of real surprise. All right, we're going to, in the second half of the episode, we'll talk about a couple more guys and kind of set up some things that we're going to be doing tomorrow. Therapistpreferred.com. Therapistpreferred.com. That's where you get your premium CBD. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. You get 25% off the tincture, the gummy, the sports cream. And all of that stuff, again, 25% off at therapistpreferred.com. This is the premium stuff to help you recover, to help you sleep. And we also, of course, want to mention our fantasy partner, Prize Picks. You can download it on the Google Play Store or on the Apple App Store, or you just go to prizepicks.com. Make sure you're using the code 5, not 5RSN, 5, F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. I know a lot of our listeners, they're waiting for the NBA. They're not big MLB fans or MMA, et cetera. But a lot of them are NFL fans, and the props are up there already. I saw the two of prop up there today. Make sure you check them out because you will probably get more of the odds that you like right now than you will closer to the season or after training camp if you're a football fan. So go to prize picks, use that code F-I-V-E. Um, let, let's just quickly go around the league because uh, I, I think Brunson is really the one name for the heat that popped today. But uh, the DeJounte Murray trade in the division, uh, Alex, your, your thoughts on it. It feels like he's, I mean, if you were to pick a perfect backcourt compliment to Trey young to cover up Trey's weaknesses, this guy is it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely a good swing for the Atlanta Hawks. We've seen that they've been wanting to compete for the past couple of years. They obviously had that conference finals run, um, a couple of seasons ago. And then I think it became clear to them that that wasn't going to be enough right after what happened in the first round against the heat. So I think Murray is a good fit uh, defensively for sure. You need a guy like that with size who can cover multiple positions and help cover for Trey. You can put him next to Hunter. You know, you're also still going to have Capello Okongwu and they're really high on Okongwu. So they're trying to put together a defensive core um, around Trey. So I see the vision, but also because of Trey's lack of off ball activity at all, the fact that you have to hide him so much, he doesn't really provide anything for you when he's not playing on ball. It feels like you're either going to get diminishing return from Trey when uh, Murray's on ball or from Murray when Trey is on ball, right? Like that, my turn, your turn stuff. I'm not saying that's necessarily the case, but you got to find a way to make them both useful when they're not on the ball because we know Murray's not a shooter. So I think they're going to have to figure that stuff out. I definitely understand why they would do it, but they paid a hefty, hefty price with those three first round picks, it seems like uh, they were trying to shop Collins for a pick so that they could send it um, the the Spurs way. But it's also, I think I believe three picks and a pick swap. So it's just a whole lot going out for the Hawks. I'm not sure it's, it, it really 
like it definitely makes them a better team. I just don't know it moves to the needle or even takes them into the next tier of guys, but I get why they're going for it, right? Like you got to upgrade. So good for them. And the other thing that this does now, I think is it sets off any sort of like Brogdon stuff. Cause I think the wizards were in on him and we're also in on Murray. Now that the Murray stuff is done. I bet Brogdon gets moved here in the next couple of days. Um, Beal opted out. Beal opted out. So yeah, I'm kind of expecting Beal to get that five-year supermax and for the wizards to trade for Brogdon out of nowhere here. Brogdon's a player we all like, obviously. Um, but but it does feel like some of these teams, I, the Hawks are at a higher level than the Wizards, but like I just feel like some of them, they're treading water. It's like we celebrate the Gallinari move, and now we're, I mean, and DeJounte Murray is a better player than Gallinari at this stage. I mean, no matter how fascinated the Heat have been with Gallinari as a stretch four, I, I just think Gallinari would disappoint Heat fans so much with his rebounding and his inconsistency in terms of staying healthy that I just, I think he, I think it would be a really frustrating experience to be honest. Their interest in him in recent years has been one of the surprises. He, do, he doesn't really strike me uh, as a Heat guy. He would have been here a couple of years ago if he had been willing to take the contract they wanted, but he wanted more years. Uh, if you remember the Justice Winslow deal, he was supposed to actually be thrown into that. Uh, I'm curious if they would have gotten the finals with him. Uh, Greg, uh, I, there wasn't really any other big trade today. I mean, there's obviously the Beal situations playing out, um, and there's some smaller moves that are kind of percolating. Harden, of course, um, you know, deciding not to take the big money and, and to opt out to sign a team-friendly deal does kind of speak to the fact that he's making room for his buddy P.J. Tucker. Um, wow. I had heard before that that some of the reports, uh, the, a lot of reports are out there that Philly had offered three guaranteed years at the mid-level and that the, I heard the third year at that point was not guaranteed. Um, I don't know if the Harden situation affects anything in that regard, but that's what I heard from two people today. They said, you know, cool it a little bit on Tucker to, to Philly just because of that. But once I saw the Harden thing, I think Tucker's probably going to Philly. Um, but any, anything else that strike you other, other names? Yeah. So I, I want to be clear with the three names that I um, put into the Twitter, the Twitter sphere, if that's a thing. Um, I believe the heat are still looking to swing big um, in terms of looking for opp opportunistic moments to get involved in trades, to get players that are shaking loose out of nowhere. And I agree with you, Ethan, that um, I believe that they're going to be aggressive in their approach. So with that being said, the names that were floated to me in the wake of the hardened news, that was kind of when this next flood of information came out, because I think it started to bring into focus that, Philadelphia can create the room just by virtue of Harden taking so much less. Who would have thought that he's about to do that? But yo, if he's all about getting it for one year, going all in as a title team, this is the way to do it. PJ Tucker would end up there. The names that I've heard Miami would be interested in as free agency opens would be um, Mo Bamba, who looks to be an unrestricted free agent in Orlando. Um, I guess he's more of a five. Um, so I, I don't know how that would work from a starting perspective. Alex can, can tell us better than I there, but the other two names that came up and I think one is particularly interesting uh, was Kyle Anderson from Memphis, um, who is not really necessarily a career starter. So that is a downgrade from PJ Tucker. Let's just put that out there. Um, and the other one was TJ Warren, who is a prolific scorer coming off of a foot injury so you can't really count on him, but man, the upside would be there. And everyone initially, like my first thought was, oh no, TJ Warren, that feels like Danny Granger with LeBron. Then the more I thought about it, LeBron and Jimmy are, are wired different. I actually think Jimmy would be 
happy to have more TJ Warren like players around. So, um, so that's a name to watch, even though I know that he does come with injury risk. Yeah, it does. I was told uh, about a year ago that would never happen, but I, I can tell you that you're right. I, I think Jimmy will accept. I mean, look, there were some issues between Jimmy and Jay Crowder, uh, even though they played together at Marquette before Jay came and those were smoothed over pretty quickly. And obviously they bonded during that time and you don't have to love everybody that you play with. Um, and there have been issues behind the scenes with the heat for the past couple of years that, you know, people just look at the one thing between Haslam and Jimmy, they actually have a good relationship. Uh, there, there, there are others, other things that happen behind the scenes that not everybody knows about. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, sometimes we report it, sometimes we don't, it kind of depends on the context. Um, I, I, I think Jimmy will do what it takes. Uh, if, if there's a guy that, that he thinks will make the team better, I don't think TJ would be his first choice, Agreed. Uh, but, 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 but we'll see. And he's, he is an interesting player because he had that breakout. And I do think the bubble was real to a large degree. Um, but obviously, you know, he got hurt and then we never saw it again. So uh, anyway, that's where that's at. Greg, we appreciate the information. We'll continue to update. We're trying to do shorter episodes because we know things are going to change quickly. I just do want to mention, uh, make sure you're subscribing to Off the Floor. We've been posting a bunch of stuff on there. You can find it. I'm going to post it as a pinned tweet on Five Reasons Sports Twitter so that you'll be able to find it over the next 24 hours. It's free for seven days. That's the trial, $305 a month or $30 for the entire year. And you get all of this inside information. Brady also does some X's and O's stuff on there too. So he just did one the other day. And you can check that out. And we will be doing a stream on the YouTube channel tomorrow night. And also probably maybe multiple episodes of five on the floor, depending on how things go. So check that out for Alex, for Greg, for me. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.